Jingle bells are a jingling in July. This is It's Technically Romance, where we review Hallmark films from the cynical, cinephile point of view. As well as the hopeless romantic. My name is Hamilton. And I'm Stephanie. And let's get started with this week's episode. Crashing through the snow. Crashing through the snow. Jingle bells are a jingling. Jingle bells are jingling, yeah. In July. In July. I like that alliteration. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I was a little, all right, you know, let's just, let's just talk about it. The Christmas in July. That's what we're here for. Uh, <laughs> that's what we're here for. Uh, I, I don't celebrate Christmas in July. You know, um, I like to save my, my Christmas joy for when it's a little bit colder. Uh, so it was a little, a little, I felt a little odd coming off of those great summer films into some, some snow, you know, I'm using air quotes, some snow. So I wasn't really super excited about this one. I'm just going to lay that on the table. Um, well, as much as I love Christmas, and I mean, we both do, I, I actually, I was excited for this movie, but it had nothing to do with like me celebrating Christmas in mm. July. I, I don't celebrate Christmas in July because it's hot. Yeah. It's very hot. Outside. We're in North Carolina and it's, it's steamy. It's steamy um, but that isn't to say that I don't mind watching a good <laughs> Christmas movie in July. Okay. So. Well, speaking of good Christmas movies, how did you feel about this one? Well, let me tell you. I think I wasn't sure what to expect with this one. Right. But I know that I love Amy Acker. She is awesome. She's the best. Shout out Angel. And I, you know, knew she wouldn't attach herself to something that wasn't quality. Right. So I did have pretty good hopes that it was going to be good. Okay. And it was actually better than I thought it was going to be. Even though my hopes were kind of high. I really, really enjoyed it. So you would watch this one again? Because we have a rating system. I would would definitely watch this one again. Okay. Um, All right. So for me, you know, I look at these things, you know, mostly through a a technical lens. Um, You know, lighting, cinematography, all all that good stuff. For me, you know, I was thinking about this too. Christmas in July, you're not going to have your heavy hitter Christmas movies in July. You're just not. And so I was worried about that. I'm like, oh no, these are ones that didn't work out. They're putting them here, you know, just to have them out there. I was scared. After watching it, I see the reason they had this in July was because they took some huge, huge risk in these movies, mm-hmm. in this movie. They did some things in this movie that they've never done before and just giant leaps and bounds above everything else that I've seen with those risk-taking. So it wasn't because the movie wasn't good. It was because they were doing stuff they weren't sure if the audience was going to like it. I loved it. I loved this movie. Uh, this movie had me in tears at the end. Like, I was, I was getting emotional at the end. There's so much good in this movie that the small things that didn't really fit, you know, the little, little issues here and there, you know, I can let slide by. This was, I think, a, a test for Hallmark to see if they could pull off something like this. And they absolutely did. I want to see more. I want to see a movie like this and the main lineup for Christmas, not just in July. Just well done. I would definitely watch this again. I would hopefully, I hopefully, I will watch this again when Christmas rolls around. Yeah. I mean, I think that you're exactly right, that it was like a test run, like just to kind of 
you know, dip their toe in the water and see, you know, how it felt, how the audience reacted to mm-hmm. it. And from live tweeting, I feel like people were people were into it. Yeah, people they were, were shocked. They were, yeah. they were they were like us. They were shocked how much they liked this movie because they weren't expecting this. Yeah. So, yes, I agree. It was it was a great movie. It there was a lot going on, but it just felt like one of those really like funny it just felt like one of those like kind of classic christmas movies you might watch like every year with like this kind of unique family dynamic all of these uh characters and moving parts Mm -hmm. and it was it was so fun and so sincere all at the same time and yeah it was it was a joy to watch for me it was refreshing and you're gonna hear me say that word a lot probably during this podcast it was incredibly refreshing it didn't feel like a Hallmark movie at times. I almost looked at the channel. I was like, "Oh, whoa, this is this is risque." Like it was, it was kind of wild. So, um, but yeah, let's let's hop into it. Let's let's give give the audience what it wants, and that's gonna be lighting. But well. before that, <laughs> before that, why don't we go ahead run down our wonderful plot summary that you do, world renowned. <laughs> yes. All right. Have fun with this one. This one's a hard one to do. This was a hard one to do. Uh, so I just made it pretty pretty simple it's the first christmas maggie will be spinning away from her two daughters and ex-husband jeff so when jeff's new girlfriend kate invites maggie to join them she reluctantly decides to go but when kate's brother sam decides to crash their party they all end up with a christmas they'll never forget oh oh man i got chills look at that i'm not even lying look goosebumps like for real goosebumps right here uh, that was really good. That was really good. Well, because this movie is not... This movie has so much, and there's so much more to it than just the romance in yeah. it. Um, and I, I loved that, that there were so many characters um, and so many storylines. Well, uh, there, there's love not just between um, you know our leads, but there's love between uh, Maggie and Jeff, you know her ex-husband. There's love between family members, Sam and his sister Kate. So there's all this different types of love that goes through this movie, and it can get a little overwhelming at times. But they manage to pull it off. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and like you said, there were some things that did kind of fall short, but yeah. it it wasn't enough to to teeter off into something that I you know wasn't enjoying. It yeah. definitely felt like it all worked well. Before we get into our meet cute, because it was it was cute. We start off the movie with Maggie singing "The Waitresses." The waitresses. I did have to Google it. I know the song and I've heard it and I really love the song, but I never knew who sang it. So I did Google it and it's by the waitresses. Well, the a whole movie, the, the soundtrack of this film is interesting to me because the whole movie they're playing Christmas songs that aren't really typical Christmas songs. Yeah. So they play this song in the beginning and they also play this sort of jazzy song at the end. Absolutely loved. I'd never heard that one before. You know, they're not playing Silent Night in this movie. I remember the first thing I thinking though was when she's singing in the car is why isn't she singing Crashing Through the Snow, Jingle Bells? You know, why isn't she singing that? Title of the movie, why aren't you singing that? Well, because the lyrics are not crashing through the snow. It's not it's crashing through the snow. Dashing through the snow. Oh no. So it's a play off of it, but uh, do you not know the words to Jingle I've been Bells? saying crashing through the snow. No. Yeah. Crashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. Because you're, you're crashing through it. You're going over those snowbanks. Uh, I've been saying it wrong. It's this... dash 
dashing through now I'm like well, you, to you've think. you've just dashed my uh my perception of this song um unless there's a hidden uh verse that i don't know about <laughs> where they're crashing through the snow am i wrong do we need to google this? no we're just gonna one of us is right that's good enough for me I'm 99.9% sure it's me. But. Uh, well, that explains that. That explains why she's not singing that. So that that's my only complaint with the film. So uh, let's talk about our meet cute where we have Maggie singing again. Well, actually, before we get to our, our meet cute, uh, let's talk about our two main leads. And it feels kind of weird talking about our two main leads because all the characters in this film almost have so much screen time together. Well, that's what I was going to say. I don't feel like we have two main leads. I think we have four main leads. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, so I put them as such. <laughs> I feel like everyone was very, you prominent. know, yeah. prominent. Yeah, in the forefront. So, of course, we have Amy Acker, oh, as mentioned before, the best. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge, huge fan. We love her. Uh, she plays Maggie. You know, we've seen her Hallmark related. One of our faves. The Nutcracker Christmas. It really is. I, it, I don't think that movie gets nearly enough love. No. I feel like it's not talked about, really. I don't think they play it that much Mm-mm. either, So, uh, which is always a bummer. Um, I feel like the ones that they don't play a lot are our favorites. Like We like those sort of underdog yeah. ones. That, I don't know if that's a good sign. I don't know if that's a good sign for us. I mean, I don't even see them as underdogs. I mean, I think they're great movies but maybe we just have different tastes well i love too there's a scene in this film where they do a little homage to her in the nutcracker christmas i thought was a neat throwback yeah um and then we have warren christie Mm -hmm. i haven't seen him play sam he was in a movie a hallmark movie a long time ago uh it was in 2008 it was called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Yeah. And I have seen that movie. I don't remember much of it, but I know that I saw it. I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, another one I don't think they play very often because it's pretty old. But that was the only movie that I have seen him in. So I kind of, you know, haven't really seen him since. I really enjoyed his character. I yeah. really... I Where's really, he, where he been? What's he been up to? I, I, doing other things. He needs to be on Hallmark because he, yeah. he did a great job. <laughs> He's actually in the CCB one that we missed last year. <laughs> you know, again, you know, if, if you've listened to this podcast since last year or if you're just joining us, yes, we did miss the CCB one. I don't know how it happened. I feel like that's almost like a huge, huge... Fail. Fail on our on part. On our part. But, you know, I don't remember if we were... I don't know. Family, something happened that we couldn't make it, but I did record it. It played actually so right fun. before the premiere of Crashing Through the Snow. So we recorded it, so we will be watching that one. So Finally don't, gonna don't do worry, it. guys. We, we get, we're going to rectify the situation. But yeah, very pleasant. And now I'm even more excited to see the CCB one mm. now that I know that it's him in there. Uh, and then we have Christian Brune oh plays Jeff. Jeff. What a whirlwind of a character. You love him. You hate him. You kind of love him again at the end. Yeah. He gave me a lot of emotions. Yes, and, and we'll talk about them. Funny is that Jeff, uh, or Christian, the actor, 
he, I think he's maybe been in some other Hallmark ones, but the things that stick out to me in the shows that I've seen, he was in Orphan Black. Okay. Um, <laughs> and also had a small role in Handmaid's Tale. So I just love the you know juxtaposition yeah. of the, the roles that he takes on. So yeah, I think he did great in this role. Mm-hmm. And like we said, definitely gave us a roller coaster of emotions yes, for did. his character. Uh, and then... We have Brooke Nevin, mm. which I love her. Yes. She plays Kate. One of my favorites, uh, Hallmark movies, is Jingle Around the Clock. Really enjoyed her in there. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember, she's in your favorite CCB, Journey Back to Christmas. That's it. That's <laughs> it. That's, yes. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. She's the, like, cop yeah. uh, partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, oh, man. Yeah. You think there's going to be a romance with CCB and Oliver Hudson. So good. They do that switcheroo on you. Man, I could write a book about that movie. <laughs> we should. I feel like we've talked about it, but we should do a review mm-hmm. of that no, movie. She was, uh, she was absolutely great in this movie. And I have to say that playing this role, you know, again, it seems very difficult to me because you know, you're, you're playing someone who's kind of cast as almost the, the villain, you know, again, some air quotes. Maggie calls Kate, you know, a, a walking Instagram post, which I thought was kind of funny because she, she's almost perfect here. And so playing a character where you're supposed to kind of dislike them, but then grow to love them is a hard thing to do. And by the end of this, you know, you're, you're kind of rooting for her also. So, yeah, she she was hard to not like. I I didn't want to like her. Yeah. And I didn't. But I did. It was weird. It was a weird feeling because I felt. I was feeling what Maggie was feeling, but then I also was feeling what Kate was feeling. So it was like... Because the movie spent time with her. The, the reason why this movie is so different is because it allows these characters to kind of blossom into their own. Like, we have scenes where we see Kate talk with her stepmother, talk with her brother, talk with Jeff, and it just opens her up. And you kind of see things from her perspective that just adds a lot of realism to this film. And it was just so well done. Yeah, I feel like this movie had more heart-to-hearts than like oh any other movie we've seen. Yeah, like 20. There's yeah. at least 20 in this film. Um, but I loved it. I, I thought it all it all worked really well. It was because the, the writing in this uh, throughout was very well done. And because of that, these hearts-to-hearts didn't feel contrived. You know, they, they didn't feel forced. They felt natural. I, I mean... Myself and some other people on Twitter when we were live tweeting were like, when, when are Maggie and, and Kate going to have their heart to heart? When is that going to happen? Like, we're all like waiting for it to happen because we yeah. knew it was coming. Uh, so it was, it was great. Yeah. Shout out to writer Tamar Laddie mm-hmm. was the writer for this movie. And she has not written any Hallmark movies before. So this Get was her, her first more. one. And I feel like that's why it felt so different because we haven't seen a storyline quite like this. Mm-hmm. And she's written for Pretty Little Liars and Heart of Dixie. Um, so pretty big, popular TV shows. But yeah, I loved that it was like kind of pushing the envelope and, you know, going to places that we really haven't seen with Hallmark before. So I'm, you know, we're, we're all for that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about pushing the envelope a little bit. Because we get a little push the envelope in the first meet cute between Sam and Maggie. So... Just to give you a little, a quick little recap, you know, Jeff and Kate are going to be taking the kids for Christmas. Kate feels bad at the last minute, asks Maggie to come to her family's house in Aspen, 
her family's super wealthy apparently which i immediately love kate at this point because right. it's like i'm like oh we're not gonna like her but then when she like realizes that it's the first christmas that they haven't spent together well the daughter gets up and leaves leaves maggie all alone at the play yeah and it breaks my heart and she gets oh my god like there are so many scenes where it just it gets me you know? yeah uh so you know maggie ends up at kate's parents for christmas with her ex-husband and two daughters which already is just a wild plot you know yeah i don't know well i think it's a testament to maggie and jeff's relationship that she felt i mean you could tell she was reluctant you could tell she was kind of nervous about it you know uncomfortable but she wanted to be with her daughters yeah but I feel like she felt more comfortable with it than Jeff did, as yeah. we saw in that scene when he was like, this is kind of awkward, right? And she's like, it is now. Because yeah. it's like, we were all feeling that. Like, why would you say that? Like, why would you try to make it more awkward? And, you know, that was just the the start of us. Like, Jeff? Jeff, you know? yeah, yeah. What's going on, Got my, on, my Jeff? eye on you, Jeff. <laughs> but yeah, I really did like their relationship. I thought it was so believable. It really was. Yeah. It reminded me of the, the dog one that we saw. Savannah dog one with our, with our love our to the people. rescue yeah it reminded well, me of that one because remember she uses her ex-husband all, as a sounding board but yeah but the ex but hold up the ex-husband in love to the rescue was way better than jeff like he was much yeah. more oh it's true but i'm just like, the fact that that relationship seeing this relationship between two exes where they can talk to each other jeff is asking maggie for advice you know, they kind of use each other to, like, talk about things. There are moments when Maggie actually, like, touches Jeff's arm, touches his back. You know, there's physical contact between them. Th- these people don't hate each other. They're still friends. And there's a great line later on in the film where Maggie talks about that in their relationship and about how, you know, they're just friends, basically. And they've always been just friends. Yeah, I mean, best friends. Like, she's like, oh, you know how they say you should marry your best friend. And that's what they did. Yeah. But that's all they were right so yeah it's totally believable that they were just best friends that married young had some kids and then later on they were like yeah we don't work yeah as a romantic couple so but who does work is sam and maggie yes so back to the meet cute i feel like we keep we steering <laughs> well, there's off. just so much to talk about I there's know. so much to talk about in this song so the meet cute maggie is once again singing the waitresses mm-hmm which I'm assuming is her favorite Christmas song. Or maybe it's just her favorite Christmas song this year because she thought she was going to be spending it alone. But she's, you know, in a bathrobe, dancing around her room. Classic scene. Classic. And she gets a surprise visitor. Tall, dark, and and handsome young man walks into the room. We find out later it's his room. Uh, It's Sam, obviously. And... uh, Basically is already flirting with her like from the get that and that's what that's what's so different he comes in hot he comes in swinging <laughs> you know uh he was uh talking about there's a sauna here and he's like care to join me like, i know he's already just coming in hot and i don't I'm tr- i was trying to think when i heard that line when he's talking about the sauna and care to join me i was trying to think about a meet cute and also just a movie where one of the the leads was just so like flirty right at the start yeah most of the time there's like push back or they don't like them or they come across as like a jerk or you know he was like i mean she did have some pushback because she was alarmed you know and a little embarrassed i'm sure uh but their relationship was so funny to me because they 
they hit it off like so quickly, yeah. like from the get go and just their back and forth. And even though she kind of like was like, what are you doing? What are you up to? Like, you know, she kind of rolls her eyes when he shows up. But yeah, he is like pursuing her from mm-hmm. the beginning, from the from the, the very beginning. The and I loved it. Yeah. And it's refreshing. It's refreshing. <laughs> Yeah, I have to say again back to the the writing and the script. I don't know that we've seen such a such a suggestive script before. Oh my like goodness. there were these risque things they were saying and it was it was great. I and like you said, I was like, "Wait, was it all was right? it refreshing? Was it refreshing it was, to you?" It was refreshing. And I was just like, "Same, like is this Hallmark? What are we watching?" And I was I was loving it. I loved that, you know, there was just this like fun, suggestive humor and all the flirting and it was it was just really fun. Yeah, I mean there's a scene with Jeff and Kate. Yeah. When I'm they're thinking flirting of that hard, they're going to get the dad a scotch, which again, we have a lot of drinking in this film too, which we've started to see more and more. But Kate and Jeff are just flirting about the Gettysburg Address. For goodness yeah, sakes. Like, like, will you? Yeah, saying you know later we can do this. Like I was, I was, I think my mouth was open. Mine too. Like, I couldn't. What? I was, they're like sexual innuendos, you know, through and through. Um, risque, refreshing. <laughs> it. I I'm still can't believe it. I still can't believe this is a Hallmark movie. So that's what I what I mean when this is why it's a Christmas in July movie and not a movie, you know, coming in on November like it should have been in my opinion because they were they weren't sure how the audience would react, but we loved it. We're yeah. here for it. Yes, very surprising. Because it's real, right? I mean, that's that's the whole point. And Leslie Dimitriadis talked about this a little bit, you know, you want your characters to be real. You want to have them have these real conversations. So, you know, when she talks, you know, she talked about like the interrupted kiss and how they're going to, if even if they're interrupted, they're going to kiss because that's what real people would do. So seeing these real people flirt, come on to each other was great because it was a real experience, a real feeling. Yeah, you really got a feel for who the characters were, mm. how, what kind of relationship they had with each other. Um, and so little details like that, I think are very important yeah we're all we we love details yes as you know yeah but for me you know this this shows you that you can have you know real intimacy real interaction with these characters and still have that hallmark magic it's not lost you know if anything it makes the movie stronger that's just my my technical two cents yeah you can still have a good clean film but also put details in for characters that just seem a little bit more believable. Mm. Not everyone is like cookie cutter, perfect, you know, these sort of unattainable characters that yeah. they've they've had for so long that make you feel like that's not a real person. And so, yeah, I think it's very important to sort of have some movies that are a little bit, you know, shaken up and a little different. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene when, um, you know, Maggie comes to see Sam when they're playing squash. Was it squash? He was playing squash, yeah. Was that on a racquetball? I don't... I didn't know. I... We aren't... Fan- I talk we, about this scene, and we're going to talk about it, but... We aren't fancy enough to know the difference between squash and racquetball. You so might you, be right. You'll have to forgive us. I put racquetball, but I, you're better with sports than I am, I'm sure. Oh, my God. We're not fancy enough. I don't know. We're going to say squash. They're playing... All right. He's playing a game with a racket and a ball. She in, comes in. Indoors. 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 
and uh, Maggie comes in, and there's uh, a scene that uh, I'll let you just go to town on this scene. <laughs> I'll let you go to town on this scene. But at the end, uh, she's like, well, we have to look at this right now. And the disappointment in Sam, like the flirtiness, he's like, right now, right now, it's like they were about to kiss, and they both know it, and he's playing off of that. I have never seen that before, where they're both admitting, like, hey, this was about to happen. Why are we letting it go? Like, just brilliant. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about this, one of the things that kind of held me back a little bit, were the earrings. You know, her her daughter wants earrings, and the singing, and then in the car, you know. You know, her daughter wants to get her ears pierced. She can't until she's 13. It's like a family tradition. And so they are playing up that earring bit so hard. Like, it's Chekhov's gun on the mantle for all to see. And so you know that, you know, Kate is going to get the the daughter's ears pierced and it's going to be a big thing. And that to me was just like the biggest sadness. That, That hit me hard. Yeah, that scene I think was the most heartbreaking because that was her big gift. That was we've Maggie's big seen, gift. you know, oh, her not sitting next to her or her. Even she kind of seems a little upset when she finds out she's coming for Christmas. Like I don't know what it is. I guess the age that she's at, she's kind of having that pushback. Like, mm-hmm. oh, mom's not cool, you know. But I like dad's cool new girlfriend. Well, she, Kate is cool. Yeah, I mean, she is, but. <laughs> I, you know, felt for Maggie through the whole film. And and then that scene, well, for, first of all, I wasn't mad at Kate at all for that scene. It was Jeff. Yeah. That really, like, hit home for me that Jeff, like, is just really either, I don't think he's just evil. We're I not think, sure yet. <laughs> I think... He's kind. He's dense. Like he didn't understand that that was a big moment for a mom and a daughter, and for him to just be so nonchalant and like blasé about it. Like, oh well, we agreed that it was okay. Like I, you know, I didn't think. Like, why didn't you tell me that you wanted to do it? And yeah. she's like, well, I didn't think I had to. Which, yeah, Jeff, no one thought she had to because that's just a a given that the mom would want to be there for her daughter's ears getting pierced for the first time and jeff knows what it's a big deal he even says before 13 yeah like he knows what a big deal it is and so that to me was a clincher for jeff jeff to me becomes the villain there yeah and then has the gall the audacity to just go to town on maggie when she's late from their crazy helicopter christmas event you know so jeff come on yeah, Jeff started showing some colors that yeah, I can see why they're divorced. We're not very flattering, um, but I I I liked him so much as a character that I wanted. To, I was like, he's got to redeem himself. I know there's going to be an arc, and he's going to redeem himself. Was there though? Sort of, uh, but yeah, again, so believable though. With even that fight that oh Maggie and Jeff have, like you could tell, like yeah, this is you know, obviously. Why, you know, they have some issues that he's like throwing it in her face that she's not organized. And apparently he doesn't really like that she's klutzy and all this stuff. It's just, you know. I felt like we were peeking in through the blinds of a neighbor's argument or something. You know what I mean? Like it was so well written, so well acted between yes. the two. It, it was almost uncomfortable, but not in a bad way. It was like, oh my goodness. Like no, this no, was, was this like, was real. This is juicy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned the squash or racquetball, but... Just to back up, I want to just kind of like quickly go through for romance sake for all my people that are listening for all of 
the romance. There's like two of them. They're all here for lighting. <laughs> I know. But I really enjoyed the progression of their relationship. And to me, we do talk about this, and I know I've said it before for other movies, but for this movie, I feel like it was one of the more realistic progressions of a relationship, even though, yeah, flirting was heavy on. But that, I believe that. Like, that was Sam. That was, you know, authentic for his character. And you can kind of see Maggie's, like, struggling, like, she's obviously attracted to him and you know but she's kind of like should i you know it is weird it's your husband ex-husband's girlfriend's brother um that seems totally normal to me nothing yeah. weird about that, right <laughs> totally no. normal and you know her kids are around she's already in a uncomfortable situation with, so, with the parents there like yeah dad santa's there for goodness sakes Oh, speaking of Dad Santa, just real quick before I jump into all the romance, he really is Santa. Yeah, no, he's I, played Santa before. No, I think he really is Santa. <laughs> I think he's legit Santa Claus acting in this movie. Um, I was hoping for some kind of like surrealism, wink, like wink. in the movie, like I'm <laughs> Santa. Um, but shout out to John B. Lowe who plays Ted, aka Santa. He's been in like. All of our favorite movies. He's been in Two Turtle Doves, Dream of Christmas. That's where I've seen him. He was the Santa in Snowed In Christmas, which mm-hmm. was the, a Lifetime movie with Andrew Walker and Bethany Joy Lenz that we love. Uh, so yeah, he looks like Santa. He's going to have played Santa Well, before. again, he looks like Santa because he is Santa <laughs> acting in this movie. Yes. And yeah, his character was a lot of fun. Yeah. So yeah, Maggie's got a lot going on, but you know, Sam is a nice distraction and it's, it's good that he becomes more than just a distraction. So there's this one scene in particular that I really liked, but I do have a little issue with it. Go for it. So I just wanted to kind of speak on it. So Maggie and Sam are making a gingerbread house with Mm -hmm. one of her daughters and homemade gingerbread homemade because Sam's a chef. Sam's a chef. Just amazing. So, you know, he needs some help. And Maggie, she's got, she, you know, strained her arm or something skiing. That was a whole nother funny scene. But so she's like trying to get in to try to help him. And she sees a, you know, an opportunity to one, get close to him. Yep. Uh, but also, it just made sense, I guess, for her to like help him best under his arm. Yeah, that, that's not how that works. <laughs> that is, if I ever see you in the kitchen and you're like, can you help me? I'm not going to dive under your arms and come up through the middle. Like, that's ridiculous. Um, I loved that she did that. I was like, good for you, Maggie. <laughs> but my issue with it, and I don't like when they do this in movies, was that she goes under. Yeah. And then she just pauses. And then she they're just like looking at each other. Yeah, like, what are you doing under my arms right now? Yeah, and even on? the daughter's like, uh, hello. Like, I wish it would have <laughs> been more like she went under and she wouldn't have been looking at him. But you would have seen the reaction or like what they were feeling from both of their yeah. faces, but without looking at each other. That would have been much like, better. Like, they would have kept on like making the gingerbread but as soon as she would have gone under you, you would heat. have seen you would have felt you know the sparks and you would have seen it on their face but they wouldn't have seen it yeah 
it was a little too on the nose like a little too like under and then oh we're gonna pause and just stare at each other like what's going on so that was my only issue i thought that was a little cheesy but no i think you're right i think that you're absolutely right so yeah i mean i don't write hallmark scripts but that's how i would have written it (laughs) well it's funny too because there's there's a scene where jeff starts to get jealous of sam and, and maggie and maggie says to jeff who said i wanted anything serious yeah. And even that was a refreshing, risque line because it's like, my goodness, she just wants to, to hook up with this guy. Like, she said she was joking, but the fact that he even throw that out into the atmosphere of this movie is just mind blowing to me. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Jeff, so you felt that he was jealous of Sam, or because that was a weird thing for me. There's a few scenes where he's kind of like looking on, and I don't know if it's more of like, he's seeing Sam with his kids and Maggie or if there is any I don't like I didn't think personally it was any sort of jealousy of like oh she's with another man I felt it was more I think of what Maggie was feeling with Kate of like you're gonna be like another sort of parent figure for my kids may I mean maybe that that might have been some of it but the way it was coming off to me it might have been both but even when you're over someone even when you know, it's been years later or something, you still can have that sort of jealousy moment. You know what I mean? Like maybe you're not, they think you're not good enough for them or something or just some sort of jealous. Not that they want to go be with them, but right. they, they don't want you with them. Yeah. So that, that's, at least in the beginning, that's the kind of thing I got from, from Jeff. Yeah. They didn't really touch on it, which, um, I mean, there was a lot to touch on. So. Well, no, they did. I mean, Maggie has that conversation with Sam. But uh, he's like, oh, well, I'm good to, good to see you getting back out there. He never yeah. really says any of his, like, insecurities about it. That's true. And that's what I was curious of what exactly he was feeling. That's a good so point. it kind of was just, like, open for interpretation, I guess. But Can we, can we talk a little technical? Sure. So uh, technically speaking, I feel like this movie did, did all right with the lighting. You guys know lighting's my thing. You know, just nice soft light. Nothing too crazy. Some scenes actually looked like they were being lit, which I'm, I'm not a fan of. Like, you want it to feel natural. You know, you don't want it to seem like a set with lights on it. There are a few times when it felt like that to me. So lighting to me was just okay. You know, not awful by any means. Um, the There were some either some CGI backdrops or just regular plain backdrops to the windows. Because, again, we're in Christmas territory, so it's not, you know, snowing when they're filming this. Um, that seemed a little silly. So some of the sort of set design kind of threw me off. I don't know if you were feeling any of that. Um, I only really noticed the green screen. I think it was like the mountains. Yeah, uh, that's the one. Yeah, through the window. I didn't really notice anywhere else. I never really took it out. Like I was in, I was immersed. Like I felt like it was winter, mm-hmm. and the estate, you know, Kate's parents' house definitely was putting me in the Christmas spirit. I mean, I don't think they could have had more Christmas lights in that house if they tried. (laughs) (laughs) They were everywhere. There's even like a scene where they show, there's like Christmas balls, like ornaments, like over the, the tops of the doors, like Mm -hmm. on every door. Like it just was covered in Christmas decorations and lights. So they definitely got me there. Like I was like feeling. You were feeling the Christmas I spirit was in July. The Christmas in that house for sure. So I mean, other than that, I mean, so the technical really didn't blow me away. The shots 
were fine. You know, there wasn't really anything, you know, dramatic. For me, I will say, and, you know, we can talk about this a little bit later, because I'm sure you have, you know, pages of notes on probably the, the most romantic scene I've seen in a Hallmark movie, which is the pool scene. I'm sorry. The hot water Natural spring. hot water. That was a pool. It was a pool, but he says that it's the the spring is like drawn in. He's a liar like because through. that water was blue. He's a, a liar. Well, I think there are actual hot water springs that are blue. There's Seriously? Like, yeah, in Canada. Am I calling Sam a liar for no reason? I think you are. Man. All right. Well, there's a pool scene. That's why Canada is a magical place. That's true. Yeah. I, I have to talk. We Let's just let's skip ahead. I need to talk about this scene. Uh, yeah, that, I mean... Because this, to me, is the greatest scene in the movie, and perhaps the steamiest Hallmark scene I've ever seen. Literally. Yeah, for it real. It was literally steamy, because they were in a hot the CGI, The CGI heat coming off that water. Um, do you think that was CGI? <sighs> yeah. Well... When they first walk up to Call it, me... Paint me... Paint you? <laughs> Paint, paint me steamy because I didn't know that was... Paint me naive because I thought it was real. So we get an almost kiss for the racquetball scene, which yeah. I didn't actually get to talk about, but there's an almost kiss there. and A, then, very, a very steamy almost kiss too. Yeah, even without the hot springs. Uh, well, we have some of Sam's sweat Okay. So that makes it kind of steamy. She mentions his sweat, which is like perfectly placed. That did seem a little odd. Maybe that's just how he sweats. It's just like perfectly in like yeah. a V. Sam is a perfect sweater. You didn't know that about him? <laughs> perfect sweater. Um, so that scene was great. You know, there's like touching of the face and... It's building up. It's yeah, building up. There, There is definitely some sparks mm-hmm. a flying with these two so cut to maggie finds out jeff is gonna propose because that's what jeff does he ruins things and i don't know how long him and kate have been together because they call her like his new girlfriend so since october at least because the, there's a christmas or so jeff's, fiasco. jeff's moving pretty fast right and you know who could blame him kate's a kate's a knockout she's mm-hmm. a, a great catch and um, yeah jeff you hold on to that yeah don't let her go <laughs> and so maggie's just like i can't be there for that i don't want to so sam's like oh well let me take you away take your mind off of things and he takes her to a hot a natural hot water springs pool and he brings in some mold cider as well so we've got <laughs> Christmas, I mean, picture, this is why I love this scene so much, because it's so well done. It's so well staged. So whoever did the production design, bravo. We've got Christmas lights everywhere. We've got, I think there is some fog when they're close up, some actual fog, but steam, fog around the water, snow. It's snowing. So that's what, I guess this place was, is like outdoors, but it seemed indoors. No, it was outdoors. Okay. Yeah. And so, and then you got this mold cider. It's like his mom's recipe. Like it just, the most romantic setup I've ever seen. And they're in the water, and they're close, and it's shot close and intimate. And you've got the bokeh lights going off in the background, and 
the sound of the water. And to top it all off, this is where sound design is brilliant. I don't know if this was the director's call. By the way, we have to shout out the director because Sarah made some great calls here. The director was Rich Newey. Bravo, bravo for making this call. Because instead of having this cheesy track overlaid on top of this scene, which would have been weird, they have a radio in the background. We don't see the radio playing some Christmas music. And it's tinny, and you can hear the static, and it sets the mood. And my goodness, I'm there for it. <laughs> yes, it was a great scene. And I was trying to think if we've seen something like this before in a Hallmark whether it be like a hot tub or a pool, I don't feel like they have many no. scenes that are because it is very sensual. You it's know, intimate. It's very intimate. intimate. They've had they've had one of the characters outside of a hot tub and someone in the hot tub, but they've never had them snuggling up in the water with. Oh my! I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, and they're having this really, you know, in sort of intense conversation of like he's like telling her about you know his mom mm-hmm. and. And then you can tell, like, they are just, he's like, can I ask you a serious question? And Amy Acker, she, again, she's the best. Like, she does these little things, like, you get, like, it's like a nervous, you know, she kind of like, oh, tucks her hair Mm. sort of behind her ears, like, what's he going to ask me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she's nervous, feeling lots of emotions right now. And then this conversation to me was just brilliant. He genuinely is you know, wanting to know if she still has feelings for Jeff. Yeah. Which is understandable because he's like, well, she didn't want to be there for the proposal. Like, so he doesn't want to make a fool out of himself. He's like, I think she's feeling what I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. but I kind of want to, you know, test the waters. So test the natural hot springs. (laughs) So he's like, just comes out and asks her, like, are you, do you still have feelings for him? And she's like, no. And he's like, are you sure? And she's like, 100%. Yeah. And she knows, she knows what's up. And then he goes for the kiss. And then it's interrupted, which I was like, no. Yeah, the most beautiful scene in a Hallmark film. In my top scenes. This scene is in my top scenes. Yeah. Some lights come on. And of course, and and I'm like, interrupt a kiss. Why would they do this? They're doing these adult conversations. These characters are real. This is killing me. But, you know, they know what was up. The lights come on and then she's like, oh, was that your big move? And he's like, I don't know. Did it work? And we're all like, yes. Yes, (laughs) it worked. And then we get the kiss. Oh my goodness. And I think I had like my fist pumping in the air. Like I was just. I could hear so people excited. cheering in the streets outside. <laughs> like everyone was coming out of their homes. Like it was, it was a Hallmark moment. It was a Hallmark moment. It was a very magical, steamy moment. And if you've listened to us before, you know we love a before end kiss. Yeah. And this one was one of the best. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, the scene was one of the best. The kiss was one of the best. Uh, if, if, if anything, just watch the movie for this scene and hear what we're talking about. This is what makes Hallmark movies so good is when they have moments like this where it's just, just incredible. From a filmmaking point of view, from a romantic point of view, just fantastic. And I loved it because you aren't expecting it because you're like, oh, they interrupted it again. Because that's what we get. We normally get it. So when we get what we actually want, it's so... Refreshing. (laughs) Refreshing. And 
it's so exciting. Like you're just so into it. You're just like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. And that's what I loved about this movie. I was just like, I didn't know what was gonna happen. Like they were doing all of these things that we don't normally see or get from a Hallmark movie. So it was, it was just, it was great to watch. But no, it was just incredible, incredible. And this, I mean, from here on out, we're just, I'm, I'm for it. I'm for it, hundred percent. But that radio, that radio, oh my god. <laughs> Chef kiss on that radio in the background. Just great. So, you know, let's talk about Kate for a minute. Uh, because again, she's, you know, in my opinion, we like you said, we have four leads here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why this, this episode is going to be all over the place. Because we've got four leads we, we basically need to cover. Kate has this great line. And again, we have these heart-to-hearts that are happening everywhere. Kate has this great line where she says, I don't want to be the enemy. I want to be part of the family. And then I think it's I think it's with her brother that she has this conversation with, and Sam says to her, maybe she's just trying to figure where she fits into. And you know, it just it's a great conversation between sister and brother, you know. And again, we we see that we have these two perspectives of these these leads, and you get that connection, um, and it made me feel for her, you know, it really did. Yeah, you feel for both of them, and they really did a great job of making you see both sides. And I really think that this movie, like, I really appreciated how they portrayed all of these, you know, dynamics in this family and all of these, you know, it's it's very complex. And I feel like they, they did such an amazing job at, you know, touching on all of these subjects. And it was a very funny movie, but it was also very thoughtful and sincere and i love when movies can blend that where you get the realistic like awkward moments and they you know it's makes it kind of funny but at the same time we do have all of these wonderful heart to hearts that give you all of the emotion and i felt like they just did it so well and so realistic I loved, like you said, seeing that scene because at first I was like, we hadn't really, I hadn't really felt the brother-sister connection much. You know, he just showed up and she kind of just was like, oh, Sam, you know, just flying in. And so I wasn't really sure how their relationship was, but I really did enjoy that scene where they had that talk about their mom that had passed Mm -hmm. and... It was, yeah, it was very touching. Well, the movie, movie kind of started off with for me on a, on a slow foot. I was, you know, I was a little bit worried. You know, like I said in the beginning, because of a number of things. But then when uh, Maggie says that she wants to win Christmas, you know, that Sam's going to help her win Christmas, and I'm just thinking to myself, no, that's not what this should be about. Like, this is so bad for the kids to try and win Christmas and compete with Kate. And so I'm so glad that kind of fell by the wayside and they kind of let that go because that was, that's awful. That's awful for everyone involved. And yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that wasn't this movie. Yeah. I don't think they needed that because it wasn't like Kate was some, like that would have been a totally different movie. Yeah. Kate was like this not great person that Jeff didn't end up with. And she was like trying to like, you know, steal the kid's attention yeah, from exactly. Maggie. And that's just not what it was. So, so yeah, I didn't love that whole aspect. That was like the one part of the movie 
the thing that brought Maggie and Sam together, I wasn't crazy about that, that it was like, I'm going to help you with your business if you help me get time with my kids. You don't need that. You don't need that. Yeah, I didn't really think that was necessary. And they do it like a little bit, but it's not... It's not like heavy handed or it doesn't feel like anyone's trying to be malicious or anything. Yeah, because we there's already a connection between them. You don't need to set them up like that. So that that to me kept this moving from being near perfect was that that aspect there. Because I, I agree with you. You don't need that there. I mean, we have that fun competitive scene, you know, but even even that like it just. Well, the reindeer relay was one of my favorite scenes. Was it really? In the movie. I mean, I was just, I thought it was so funny. I, I love actors that can do really good physical comedy. Oh, yeah, so I was, loved seeing, yeah. I love seeing Amy Acker and Christian Brune like falling all over the place, like not being able to skate. And, and then we get that amazing scene of Maggie, you know, getting the winning shot and they're with playing the, like the, the chariot yeah. of fire. Like I was like, oh my God, this is genius. So that was really fun. I actually really liked that scene. Okay. And it was a nice, it, it was a nice way to show like a different, a different side of Sam. So it's like, yeah, he's kind of like, oh, coming in to like stir the pot. But it also was like a really sweet moment when they won and like all he's, you know, hugging the girls and they're all excited so it kind of showed you like what life could be like yeah. with him, and so yeah, I, I I enjoyed that scene. Okay, well I will say we haven't even talked about Sam's uh, you know big idea about his whole really his whole plot, you know. And, I know it's there's a lot. Um, and I I just want to put this out there that apparently the family had a ski lodge back in the day. And they sold it. I think this is where a lot of their money comes from, maybe selling the ski lodge. The ski lodge, this, the ski lodge slash inn is called the Butterfield Inn, which I, 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 is that their last name? Like, I feel like that's the worst name for a ski lodge in the history <laughs> of ski lodges. Butterfield Inn. Do you want to come stay at the Butterfield Inn? No. No, I do not want to stay at the Butterfield Inn and ski. I don't know if that was like the mom's maiden name because I think their last name is like Reynolds or something. I feel like they say his name like Sam Reynolds or something. Horrendous name. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't change it when they bought it. Like it just blew me away. I couldn't believe they let that name slip through. Yeah, I don't know if that's something we missed if they mention why it was called that. Please let it. If we missed it, I need to know why it's called the Butterfield Inn. (laughs) craziest name i've ever heard but yeah that lent for some really sweet moments of him like talking about his childhood with maggie you know and they were growing close with that and i almost wish it i don't know like the whole like her doing the like pitch deck for him like that didn't really seem necessary right it didn't yeah like I, i wouldn't have minded if they just was like oh he's you know thinking of coming back to the you know to the inn and taking over as the chef but i don't think he needed to have I don't think they needed to have that plot of like Maggie helping him, you know, and him helping her. Like that seemed to kind of get lost, even though that was sort of like the reason that yeah. they started like spending so much time together. But there's just so much going on in this movie, and I think that's why it gets lost. I mean, that's that's the downside. When you have all these characters with great stories that we're invested in, you know, I'm not saying that, but when you have all these characters, some of these things get lost. They don't feel quite as important. They feel a little contrived at points because of that. Because we don't have that time to really build it up. But yeah, the, the Butterfield Inn. Maybe, I don't know how that slipped through. <laughs> I don't please, know. please let me know. 
I have two people I want to shout out real quick. I want to shout out the disgruntled ski instructor at the Butterfield Inn who hates his job, hates everything. I love this character. He was in it for all of two minutes, maybe not even two minutes. It was maybe like 30 seconds. He stole the movie for me. I want this disgruntled ski instructor hanging out with DJ Joey from It Was Always You. Uh, I'm basically building a movie around these characters that are in it for like two seconds because, I mean, honestly, it's hard to have such an impact in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. They nailed it. And obviously, we have one of our favorite hotel concierge. I was going to say concierge. Concierge? Concierge. Yes. We had uh, Hector... Mm-hmm. was our uh he was the estate manager in this movie but we know him from gabe and yep. winter getaway um and he was also henry in follow me to daisy hills oh yeah uh, oh yeah yes yeah so uh he's played by eric adival and it was awesome yeah, we we were happy to see him again. Um, we we actually shouted Gabe at the screen. <laughs> I know that's you know that's how we know him. Uh, that was like our favorite character of his. But yeah, it was it was great seeing him. We'd love to see him have some bigger parts, mm-hmm. maybe in the next movie. But um, yeah, we love seeing the recurring the recurring uh, actors in these. We movies. really do. It makes it. I mean, that's part of the the joy of Hallmark. I think these films is that you see the recurring characters, not just the leads but in some of the supporting cast, and it almost becomes like a family affair. You know, it's a really neat experience, really neat feeling that you don't get in any other any other films, really. Yeah. Um, and since we're shouting out, I do want to give a quick shout out to the, to the girls that were in this movie because yeah. I thought they did a wonderful job. I feel like that was another, you know, whole part of this movie. There were just, there was just so many things things about this we're, movie. we're doing so bad because we're um, all over the place but honestly there's a ton but summer howell played mia and Milo Volt played sophie and i think it's you know important that they showed this sort of aspect of like the kids you know it's about kids growing up and you know maggie having trouble with that but also you know when mia gets really upset with her dad proposing to kate like that's something you know that happens a lot to kids and kids react differently but i like that they touched on that and showed and we had a nice little moment with sam talking to her you know giving her advice about when his dad remarried lovely and it was just so sweet and yeah i really love that they that they incorporated that in there and then the the mother-daughter talk between maggie and her like i mean goodness gracious oh yeah i mean talk about i mean this is when i start crying the mother-daughter talk got me and then obviously we have Jeff walking in and seeing, you know, Sam and, and Maggie and the kids decorating the tree. And oh my God, I was I was welling up with tears. Like I, I'm not a crier, but it was just like one punch after the other in this film. Yeah, you you guys need to just watch this movie. I feel like maybe we're doing a bad job of <laughs> reviewing it. But like there is a lot going on yeah. in this movie. So we're just trying to like touch on the parts that obviously you know resonated with Mm -hmm. us but what resonated with me and what i always hate is the conflict i feel like there was conflict just throughout the whole movie which is why they didn't need it at the end yeah they they do it at the end again and it's like look there's about a million things going on in this film tons of conflict just let it go this one time but they don't do it santa dad has to throw a wrench in things santa dad well speaking of santa dad before we get into the conflict, okay, 
I feel like we always do this. We're always like, well, before we do that, let Let's me. Let's do this, yeah. Um, but this needs to be said. About Santa Dad? Santa Dad, apparently, I don't know if he's like part of like some kind of North Pole mafia or, you know. Oh, my God. Maggie finds this folder of Jeff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, private investigator, like photos of him that were taken in secret, all of this information on him. And and they just, you know, Maggie has the correct response that a normal person would have. Jeff doesn't seem bothered by it at all. He's just like, oh, that's a normal thing you do if you're going to marry someone's daughter. No, it is not. And I don't know about you, but I don't think that's normal. No, it is definitely not normal. And like, it was so weird. Like, it almost, I even made this comment. I was like, are we about to get into a thriller kind yeah. of aspect here? Because it was weird. It was super, super weird. And then they, and then it, they just let it go. Like he's just like gets mad at Maggie for even like you know. Why are you bringing up bringing the up, secret folder that Santa Dad has? Let me go back on. to my crafts. And it's like, so you're not worried that the family you're about to marry into, they're you know, spying on you, taking photos of you, having like a private investigator Blood follow work done. you. Like we don't know. We don't know what was in that folder. Yeah. We just got a brief glimpse of it. But I'm a little worried for Jeff now. I'm worried for Maggie because if she marries with Sam, you know the dad's going to have a folder on her too. But if if the dad is actually Santa... Why does he need a folder? He should already know yeah. all of that information about Jeff. So you just ruined my, my Santa theory. You just threw it out the window <laughs> is what you're saying. Because he should know if he's naughty or nice. I just feel like we got gypped. Like I wanted to know what was going on with that. Is that something he does? He really do that for all of Kate's boyfriends? Did he do it for Maggie because she was coming stay at the house? Like, how far does this go? And I feel like we needed answers and we did not get them. I could just, I just imagine Santa Dad sitting in his study, drinking a scotch, looking over his folders. Like, yeah, I'm looking at him a little differently now. And that probably explains why he throws a wrench into the relationship between Maggie and Sam because he doesn't have a folder on on Maggie yet. He or does time. he? And maybe he found something oh, he didn't like. Maybe. All right. Okay. I'll maybe like he doesn't like the waitresses and Maggie sings it too oh, much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So obviously dad has a talk, heart to heart with Sam, you know, says, what are you doing? You're, you run away all the time. So what does Sam do? He runs away. But... The reason I don't mind it so much, we get this amazing scene where Maggie's in her bathrobe. I'm sorry, Maggie's in her silk pajamas. Door opens up. She was expecting Sam, which let's just talk about this for a second, guys. We have a Hallmark movie where we're expecting a hookup here. Yeah. I, I again, jaw on the floor. And she covers up immediately because it's not, it's Jeff and not, not Sam. Yeah. Although I don't know why she had to cover up because she was already covered up, yeah. you know. Those those PJs were cute, but Not they yet. were long sleeve like silk pajamas yeah. that normal people wear. But yes, that was another shocker for me that I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 Hallmark." Yeah. I see you. Yeah. Uh, and when she sees Sam again cuz obviously she's going to, she even says 
you missed the floor show. Well, I wore my classy pajamas and everything. It was a liken back to the meet cute because he calls it a floor show. He's like, I didn't know I was going to get a floor show. Yeah, well, he was going to get a floor show. Like, that's <laughs> ridiculous. I just, I can't believe they said it. Um, Again, the script, it was very risque. And they, very refreshing. They, they, they took some chances and we were, we were enjoying it. Yeah. So I didn't even really see that as conflict because Maggie... Again, the relationship to me was so, it was so intense, but it was also like, it didn't feel like it was the end of the world. Like yeah. Maggie would have been okay. Yeah. She was like bummed about it, but I don't. We still had a good Christmas. Yeah. I don't think she was like so mad at him. You know, she was like, well, I don't know. Like why, where were you? I didn't really like that he didn't have like a great excuse. He was just like, I should have been there. <laughs> like he missed Christmas morning with them. Like forget the floor show. He missed Christmas whoa, morning. Whoa, let's not forget the floor show. Well, <laughs> I mean, but like. Yeah, missing Christmas morning with the girls was, it, it was just weird, not needed. Um, because take out the Maggie situation. That's still his family. Like yeah. you still would want to spend Christmas what with was your he, family. Oh no, he said he went to the Butter Barn. Oh, the, no. <laughs> What's it called? The Butter Barn? Is that what we're calling it? The Butterfield that? Inn. I'm sorry. Field makes a lot you of You had a whole segment talking about the Butterfield Inn, and you've already forgotten sorry. the name. So he was at the Butter Barn pitching his thing, uh, which, again, is kind of weird pitching it on Christmas morning to the people, but they seem to like it. So yeah, he just, like, out. showed up. <laughs> he knocked on, Christmas, knocked on their door on Christmas morning. Can I pitch you something? I got a pitch deck. Uh, so... I let that kind of stuff slide because the rest of the movie is just so darn good. And they're on the stairs and we have our, our final kiss. I'm sorry. We have our final few kisses. And that's where I'm going to pass the romance torch to you to tell me what you thought about those final few kisses. After the hot tub kiss, how, do, how does this rank? <laughs> well, the hot tub kiss was very brief. It was very steamy, yeah. but it was a, a brief kiss. Right. So, you know, him just saying, I'm sorry. I don't I don't know why I didn't show up. I messed up. I'm hoping they actually have a conversation where he says, like, it was, you know, my creepy Santa dad's fault. <laughs> he planted the seed in my head that I was shouldn't be with you. So she's kind of just like, okay. Then, so she comes down the stairs, and then he sees that, she, first of all, he sees that she has a locket mm. on her neck. And previously in the movie, the locket was given to her by Kate. Which we have our first, you know, heart to heart between the two, finally. Finally. Yeah, so I will say that was sweet that she asked for the blessing. I loved all of that. Tears they hug. Again, I'm still crying. But what? I had an issue. But there's no but with for that the scene. gift itself. So so far I've been thinking Kate is not malicious. Kate is wonderful. Yeah. She is wonderful. There's there's no but. But nope. Mm-mm. Don't you talk about Kate like this, that. This gift, I thought, was a little... Sweet and heartfelt. Tricky. Oh, my God. You're killing me. What? what it what? was like a subtle way... So she gives her a locket of her two daughters' pictures inside. And Beautiful she's like, gift. So this way, you can always keep them close to your heart. And, and in my mind... And tears at this point. If I was Maggie, I would have been like, well, no, no, sweetheart then you should take this because they are my children and they will mostly be with me 
So you should keep them close to your very heart. De- that's a very devious thought, Stephanie. I know. And I didn't want to think it about Kate. But I felt like it was a weird gift to give her. It was like saying, because you won't be spending a lot of time with them now that I'm around. Last time in Aspen for you, Maggie. You need this necklace to remember your children. Okay, you could look at it that way. Sure. If you want to be that person, which you seem to be. <laughs> uh, I just think it's a sweet thing because... She's obviously not going to be around her kids that often. You know, I mean, they're, they obviously joint custody, split custody. Uh, so it's just a way for when they're not around to keep them close to the heart. Beautiful I know. Sentence. But in my, I was just like, hmm, I don't know about that. She's got some of her father in her. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably got a dossier on Maggie. No, Kate was wonderful. It was a beautiful locket. Was it? I just had that little, that thought just kind of crept in and I was like, but uh anyways another question that we don't have answered was when sam sees it he's like oh my mom had one just like it so i'm like did kate give her their mom's locket yeah i don't know i maybe i'm very confused by that so maybe that makes it better if it was their moms and wow kate is welcome to the family so sweet but you know so then sam proceeds to just to me, this was one of my favorite, like, end speeches that we've had in a Hallmark movie because it felt so real. It wasn't, you know, oh, I love you after yeah. a week and I want to spend forever with you, yep. even though that does work sometimes. And I also love that as well. But for these characters, I just loved that it was. I like you. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. I wrote that down too. I'm like, this is brilliant. This I know. Is brilliant. It's refreshing. It was so Sam, you know, for yeah. his character. It was perfect for this movie. And then he, you know, it kind of reminded me of like a, a sort of when Harry met Sally where he's kind of like listing things that he really likes about mm-hmm. her. Yep. And it was so sweet. And it was such a great build up for that kiss and uh, by the way we have our jazzy christmas music playing now i don't know what that was but it was a great touch that song was great i don't know what it was but it was awesome yeah it was great definitely added to the the smolder yeah just like the radio music before yeah (laughs) so i mean we have had some some kisses and this is like now on that list yeah of the this was like you know one of those like you know, we ever watched So You Think You Can Dance? Well, I'm pretty sure you have. Yeah. How the Judge Mary would have her hot tamale <laughs> train. <laughs> I I'm do. Not, I'm not going to yell it. I'm not going to do that to your ears, guys. Don't worry. But that's how I felt about this kiss. Mm-hmm. That was a hot tamale train kiss. That was great. I mean, especially after the, the sauna scene, you know, I mean, now... The, the multiple kisses, multiple kisses going back in for more. Uh, the camera angles were a little weird, I think, that they were a little close. They were fine for me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but multiple kisses, just the, the passion was there. It was intimate. It was heartwarming. It was just just everything. Yeah, it was everything. the Christmas lights, so, oh like the five million Christmas lights surrounding them. It was beautiful, and I loved that it was on a staircase. Yep. Something about a staircase. Yep. 
And, you know, some movies we have all of the, the passion and the chemistry and you, you're waiting for that type of kiss at the end and then you just don't get it. Well, this was perfect. It was like the perfect buildup. Blew and me out of the water. It was perfect. And then we don't end. The movie doesn't end there, which is another thing. We don't have that zoom out. You know, we, we don't pull back from them. Well, I have an issue with the end, but you, if you want to talk about it. Don't what? I have an issue with the end. Okay. So we, we go then to the, the party that's happening. They walk in together holding hands, which is a nice touch. Again, little details. They're holding hands. You know, she kind of looks at them as Sam goes over, talks to his sister, hands her some box of toffee, just like their mom made. Sure. You know, it's a nice little cute moment. Then, it, then the movie ends. It might have been better to have that scene before the kiss, maybe. That's exactly what I have. That's exactly what I have in my notes. It made no sense to end the movie on (laughs) Sam and Kate. Like, what? Well, that's what I'm saying. There's like most. It's like what you said. There are four main characters here, and so it's. No, that that scene definitely should have happened before the kiss. Okay. It would have made sense that, you know. No, I'm agreeing with you that the scene should have been before. Yeah. Because it was just like, oh, sweet, you know, toffee. But at the same time, what? Like, and then they just cut to the outside of the house and the movies ended. Like, when have they ever ended a movie on a brother and sister and not the romantic couple? I don't know. And even if they wanted to end it on not just Maggie and Sam, I would have been fine with, like, they could have just had them walk into the room with everyone And, you know, everyone's sort of like, oh, because it's Christmas and that would have been fine. But to end it on this like moment with him and Kate, because I honestly felt like, yeah, we'd had a scene with them, but we had like one scene with them before. They weren't even to me like the forefront of like characters that we needed to see like a wrap up with them, you know? Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely a little weird. I mean, maybe if Jeff was there and if Maggie was there, you know, so you have your four main characters and they're all like handing gifts or something. It just didn't seem necessary. Like I would have rather, even if they wanted to have that toffee scene in, sure. But again, put it in first. But no, it should have been, we had the kiss on the staircase and then they just walk in with everyone. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Or you just ended on the staircase. I don't know. I just didn't think we needed that last moment with Sam and Kate. I don't think anyone was waiting for that. So that kind of bothered me that that's what they chose to end it on. But small things. Small things. And that is Crashing Through the Snow from the famous Jingle Bell song. Not Dashing Uh. Through the Snow, which is from the famous... I mean, I, I feel like we, we crashed through this podcast. Like, we were just all over the place for this. Obviously, you can tell from our reaction that we love this movie. We're definitely going to watch it again. It was probably one of the most refreshing Hallmark movies I've seen in a long time. Happy to see some of the risks they took. Would love to see them take more risks like this. Because you, it shows, again, like I said, you can still have that Hallmark magic. Yeah, absolutely. So, it it makes me excited to see what's coming this mm-hmm. year. Um you know, for Christmas, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to see more movies just like this. Yeah, same. So thank you guys very much. Uh, appreciate you all. We'll be back next week. Uh, please remember to uh, like and subscribe. Please make sure to um, rate us on Apple Podcast if you can. Uh, it really 
truly helps us out tremendously. Uh, if you throw down a rating, tell us what you think. And, you know, I love hearing from you guys, too. We both do. I mean, when you guys yeah. send us messages, it's awesome. We love talking to the fans out there. So thank you all for tuning in and hope to see you next time. Yeah, see ya. Thanks, guys. <laughs>